Welcome to Joyful Marketing. I'm Simone Soul, and I teach you how to get your life coaching practice fully booked without having to pay for ads, buy Instagram followers, or complicated sales funnels. It's not rocket science, and you can do it too. Listen on to find out how. I thought I would just get started like recording by telling people what happened, which is that you sent me a message and said, Simone, I made, like I signed a half million <laughs> contract in the past month. I have to tell you the story. And I was like, hold on a second. <laughs> Don't tell me now. We're going to do a podcast and then you're going to tell me. I can feel your head spin around. You're like, wait a second, October 1st. <laughs> right, right. So what the hell happened? <laughs> I know. It's a lot of good has been happening. I've been a little bit quiet, you know, in terms of how I've been showing up. It's like I've really had my head down on our business, right? And so we, yeah, we have booked close to half a million dollars since October 1st. I totally forgot to introduce you to everybody. (laughs) (laughs) We're just so excited about the story. I know. On the show today, I have Wendy Hornbrower. And she's, she's in my six months of fully booked mastermind and she is a force of nature. And you tell them what you do. Cause it's like a whole thing. <laughs> it's a whole thing. I coach people, but I've joined forces with a friend, business partner named Christine Hildebrand. And we founded a company during COVID mm-hmm. after I signed up for your mastermind, but it's called Intune Collective. And so we do executive coaching. We also um, do like strategic planning, business consulting for companies. Yeah. And when I applied to the mastermind, um, I was like, when's your next one? I can't wait to get on. And um, I was coaching individuals. So I had a coaching practice. It was growing, but still, you know, just I really needed to be in your mastermind. And I... Can I ask why? (laughs) (laughs) You know, like your story so resonates to me. The fact like how much, you know, you had made in the first year. Like I tell that story over and over and over again. And I'm kind of pinching myself that I've like evolved into a space where I get to tell a story like that too. About yourself, Um, you mean? Yeah. You know, it's like, I get it now. It's like, like that deep confidence in yourself that's unshakable, like that higher self-confidence, like that self-concept, once you get it, like you can't ever go backwards. Like once hold on. you get it. So let me, let me, hold on. Let me see if I get this right. So you, I think you've applied for and signed up for my mastermind not too long after finding me. And do I hear you right when I, when you say that you really liked my story of like very fast growth and you were inspired by it and you were like, Hey, I want some of that. I was. Yeah. My friend, I I was running a free Facebook group for Asian women entrepreneurs with a friend and she was following you. Um, She had gone to the life coach school and she just turned me out. She's like, if you want to learn about marketing, because we talked about visibility all the time, especially in this Asian women's group, it was a really it was a it was a painful struggle for people to find their voice, be visible, totally. and to do with what we do with marketing. And so that was my chronic personal struggle. So I signed up, and I was fascinated by your story. I love your love showing through, and I was just really there to learn. And yeah, it's almost know. it's really hard for me to imagine you feeling shy about showing up, or you know, sort of inhibiting yourself from showing up because you, I see you as such a 
powerful, grounded and grounding presence in any room that it just boggles my mind to imagine you're like having trouble showing up and, and taking up space. Isn't that the story we tell ourselves? You know, it's like my coaching practice has been around the concept of freedom, right? Like what does it mean to feel free in your life? And I'm also a somatic coach. So the grounding is really important to me. I was blown away the other day in the, um, the self-concept uh, mastermind that you did where we talked about elevating your self-concept, but also grounding your self-concept. Like you need both yeah. because I feel it all the time. And so, and so I really, you know, I had a really hard summer. So I applied for the mastermind. I went into it. I, uh, a relationship that was 10 years ended on August 5th. And literally that day, my parents called two hours after the breakup happened. And they said, you know, we just sold our house in Illinois, which they've been trying to sell for four years. And we were just thinking that, you know, like, we're not sure what's going on in your personal life, but we just felt like we wanted to call and offer some stability and some help, you know? And, and I said, well, we just broke up today. <laughs> like they, wow. had no idea. they had no idea. There so was a disturb totally, disturbance in the force. <laughs> my God, I believe in the concept that when something shifts out of your life, something that's supposed to be there shifts back in, right? Totally. So I also bring that concept into my coaching for people. It's like the, all the garbage in the space that we take up with, like, I don't belong, I'm not good enough, all those things. You got to clear that shit out mm -hmm. so that you have room for all the good stuff that's going to fuel your growth. Right? I mean, I don't want to say it like this, but it sounds like what you're telling me is that you cleared out your 10-year-old relationship and then you got a half a million dollars. <laughs> I, no, no, no. There's one more step. I got a half million dollars and, and I bought a $1.3 million house in the San Francisco Bay Area. So I, I'd always been wanting a house with him. I'd been wanting a house. I've been wanting a house, but I didn't realize that the house was not with him. It was my house. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm getting I chills. Know. There's good. There's goodness to the story. And so that happened. And you know, the San Francisco housing market. It's cray cray. So I found the house on Wednesday, bid on it on Thursday, closed on Friday and moved out. next Friday. No freaking way. Yes. <laughs> so how do you not show up? as a manifester after that happens. How can it's you like, not believe you in are. the action and the universe, right? Okay, so that all happened at the same time that I was starting a business with my business partner. And we read a book called The Joy of Business, and it has to do with like access consciousness clearing, right? And, it, and the premise is like, we can feel joy in our business and that we don't have to suffer. Business doesn't have to be hard. There can be ease and flow. So we, we ask ourselves um, every week, we have a leadership team meeting and we say, what needs to happen to make things better than they are right now? Or what needs to happen for us to feel joy in ourselves so that we can bring it into our clients? It's all totally I love those questions. Right. Yeah. Right. So back in July, we asked ourselves, what would it take? We had zero email list. We met in person in a parking lot with our masks on and we did a visualization about joy. Like what would it take to start a oh, company based on joy? You're singing my song. I know I am. And we said, what would it take for us to make $250,000 between now and 
December 31st. We're like, oh, no way. That's kind of a big stretch. How are we going to do this? And so we brainstormed all the ways that we could possibly do this, right? Yeah. With our networks and business that we knew and what we're going to do. And we went for it. I would say what sharpened in me after the house and the move and the is like I, I learned dedication and focus. Like as an entrepreneur, I shifted from let's see what sticks on the wall to yeah. I am building this and I'm committed to building this and I'm I'm focused on building this. You, you spoke in terms of big ideas and I know everybody's going to be wondering like, okay, so you, you came into the mastermind in July and you told me a little bit about what your numbers were like in like June, July, August, even September, I don't know. And then something shifted. So tell me what your, like what your business was um, pulling in before and what you were doing and what you started doing differently and that created the shift. I started coaching a year ago and out of the gate, I was doing things for free and little offers. And then I was maybe like making 5k a month, you know, on retainer. And then by the spring, like in April, I hit my first 10k month. Nice. But one month, right? Yeah. And then I had a client from July, July, August, September, October, and they've just extended for two more months. So six months of $6,400 a month with one client. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. $6,400 a month. Okay. For one client. client. Okay. Yeah. And then like bits and pieces, smaller clients here and there, like anyone paying from like 600 to, so my numbers are roughly around 10, 10 K a month. Right, right, right. Um, And, but I didn't feel like it was consistent. Like I I could relate to people posting saying like, is this going to be consistent? How do I keep up my momentum? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, so to get really specific, having that question of what would it take to reach $250,000 by the end of the year, and this was like July, we focused on specific tasks. So we're like, okay, we need to build, we need to build a list or we need to email outreach to anyone we know on LinkedIn, like our okay. personal networks. Yeah. Or we need to just start developing content and writing from our heart about what we did. So we wrote an article about the joy of business, you know, and we wrote an article about like what leaders need now in this new era and just kind of wrote like our thought leadership pieces to test so our ideas. What do you think was different about what you guys did? Cause like starting an email list, writing articles, like reaching out to people, you know, that's like the ABCs, like everybody does it. Not everybody pulls in like double what they planned for okay. the year. <laughs> so we started with the visualization. Right. Said, Right. So, okay. So we invented something called entity visualization. So we take people on a journey and I've done it with people in the mastermind. I've done it peer coaching people. Oh, so fun. We drop them into a meadow and they're facing different landscapes and we choose where the energy is coming from. And then out of that is like, you're visualizing your business out in front of you. It's separate from who you are. You're not the business is not you. Yeah. And then this energetic presence in front of you, how big is it? Where's the power center? Where are the clients being pulled in from? Where do you see them from? And so from for our visualization, we saw us as a as a team holding up like a rose quartz orb of creation mm-hmm. and just holding it out on a path. And then people were coming, there's like a tree of life like behind us. And people were coming like up the tree roots and they were climbing up into the tree branches to get a better view because the light was so bright out front. And we could actually viscerally feel this bright light. And so we created from this bright light, like we created to shine 
a light and it's some energetic transference that like came through our work. And so when we showed up with clients on consult, there was zero doubt. Like we, like there has been zero doubt in us. And if we did, we would just like talk about it kind of the same way that we would do like a self-coaching consult yeah, and just like put it to bed, you know, like giving it life and naming it, no drama, but just like putting it to bed. And so we digested, we digested energy really quickly to keep us on this path of like um, centered, grounded, like really wide base, you know, in sync alignment focus. So what Um, I'm hearing you say is that the biggest work you did, the most important thing that shifted everything else is that you really dialed in on the energy first, which mm-hmm. created like rock solid certainty, confidence, alignment in yourself so that when you show up with, when you show up to consults with, with potential clients, like that energy is almost like doing the selling. You're not like in your head being like, oh, what do I say next? What if they have this, this objection? It's like the energy just knows how to lead that conversation, right? Absolutely. And I would say working with, you know, these business clients right now is not that different than working with the coaching clients I did before because it was the same level of confidence in the offer. Like I always, my close rate was really high. I just didn't have a pipeline. You know, that was my issue before. And so we've closed almost every single like consult that we're doing right now. And, oh and the numbers are just that much bigger than they were before. Right. And we're using our time really wisely. We're not in the business in every little detail. Like today we just hired a, an operations, we're calling her our chief of staff. You know, we just hired her today because we have the numbers to do that. And we hired a publicist who's helping us and she's fabulous. And then we contracted with a coaching company um, and here's another story I have to tell you around that, that is going to take some of our um, executive coaching clients because there's so many that the two of us can't absorb it. <laughs> so you're creating work for other coaches. We're creating work for other coaches that we take, we actually have a profit margin on, which allows us to scale our business and leverage our time. Wow. And so we're learning how to build a scalable business really fast. That's so interesting for me to hear because you know I don't teach or coach on any part of what you're talking about, which is like scaling to two millions and you know and hiring out and and I I coach to the the solo practitioner who you know co- works with one on one clients. So I love that you just took the energy transference of the mastermind and just blew it up when I didn't specifically teach on any of those things because that's not my zone of genius, right? No, but it's like the parallel track of being in the mastermind and absorbing and like talking to people and hearing your teaching and then going home and practicing it in my business. It's like, it just kind of like worked, right? I mean, you're such a, you're such a like accomplished and deeply wise practitioner and teacher and coach. So I'm wondering like, what was it like, what are some things from the mastermind um, teachings that, that you took that, that you thought Mm -hmm. were the most useful for your business? Um, parts of it too. It's like really fascinating. I mean, the three that stand out is, you know, you are the CEO, like, and I think of it as I'm the CEO of every decision. So not just the CEO, I'm not the CEO, I'm not the CEO as a a title. My title is founder and um, chief innovation and learning officer. And my partner is the CEO. What does it mean to be the CEO of every decision? Yeah. So it's like you, 
you own it. Like you don't shrink. You don't let anybody allow you to shrink that you pick yourself back up and say, get, get back in there, stand up tall and show up in the way that you know that you believe in yourself. Right. And, and, and that it's not anyone else anointing you with that title or telling you that you need to do that or can do that. Um, So many coaches starting out struggle with that, right? Like they don't, they don't give themselves the authority to make decisions and to have their own mm -hmm. backs and to take up space. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you can do that. Like, I feel like so much of my work is giving, giving people permission. So definitely. Yeah. Totally. Totally. I used to think I used, I have the URL, um, permission accomplished. Love it. I think it's it's such a key to unlocking that first piece, right? And then the second piece, I think, is that expert energy embodied in your body. Because mm. when you waver and you don't feel the confidence in yourself, that like wavery, jello-y type energy it doesn't fuel you. Like it doesn't give you um, the density, like within yourself, to like hold, like hold firm. Like you it's know, like a the- gravity center that you have to create in yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. So lately what I've been coaching people on is that instead of meditating from like left to right, like horizontally, like we're like doing the windshield wiper type meditation about clearing your thoughts. It's like meditating. I've never heard of that. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Like meditating as a vertical experience where you're like connecting and creating the channel from your mind to your throat chakra, to your heart, to your belly, and then into your pelvic bowl. Mm. Right. And to just feel and like, the, the meditation is really like grounding and feeling the base and the width and the, the burnished, gorgeous interior of your pelvic bowl that can hold a lot of like intention. Okay. I have no idea how to do that. So you're going to have to teach me. Uh, well, I feel like you've got it. It's like, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's an embodied sense of like getting quiet within yourself. Maybe I kind of do it without taking those Maybe precise it. steps. I don't know. Uh, well, I need I need to go through your list and not use words like burnished in pelvic bowl. No, and, I love it though. No, but I don't think that's not jargon. Like I rail against jargon, but I think that's just like teaching like, you know, energy work, like visual imagery. You know, I love I love the way you speak about that. Mm. I have an update for you though. Okay, so when- even, even more. <laughs> When I texted you the other day, we were at 476, right? Booked. Okay. We ran our numbers on Friday, this past Friday. We're at 614. Not yet booked, but in the pipeline, soon to be booked. Oh my gosh. And the year's not even over. No, no. I mean, we've we've set a goal for next year for 2.5, you know? And my background is in education and nonprofit work. Yeah, how the hell did you get here? (laughs) I know. My brain, my, you know, my curiosity. I'm not about the numbers or the money, but I will then zip those words back into my mouth now because I'm so grateful for what I have. Like, I am so grateful for everything, like the abundance and flow that's coming. I'm so grateful for the clients that are showing up. Um, I feel the same way. Right? Yeah. And I'm really careful about my language and my energy and how I orient towards appreciating and receiving. And uh, that's another key to it as well. What do you mean? I, like when you say, you know, being careful about appreciating, receiving, like what are you, what are you careful, careful not to do or what does that mean? Yeah. 
I'm not, I'm not saying, holy shit, where did this money come from? Ah. How do we, we get to the, the number that we got to? Like this, there's no way that this could have happened. Like, oh, this kind of like disbelief, like I, I like not owning your, what you created, that kind yeah. of thing. Because oh, yeah. Because as soon as I say that, I feel like a shrinkage in my body, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I feel this like plexiglass, like shield that goes up between me and the universe. It's like says, the COVID like debate shield. <laughs> Exactly. Or the face shield that you're wearing, except for it's over your whole body. Right. And, you know, and then the receiving gets blocked. And, you know, I really struggled with that for a long time. And I still struggle with it, if I'm being really honest. Right. Mm -hmm. I sometimes look at everything I created and I'm still like a little bit disoriented, if I'm being really honest. Mm -hmm. It's because you have to acclimate. That's right. Like I'm getting better, but but I noticed like before I used to do it reflexively and I don't mean to overgeneralize, but come on, like we're we're Asian women and we're not, there's no, there are few models for us growing up where other Asian women are just proudly standing tall, owning their success. That is not related to like supporting the husband or the children or like somehow being like in service of the family or the community or, you know. We don't see mm-hmm. Asian women just taking up a ton of space, just being themselves and, and achieving big things and standing proud in them. And I give myself a lot of grace because, hey, it's not supposed to be easy because it was never taught to me that this way of being was never modeled to me. So I get to model it for myself and I get to model it for people, other women in my community. I mean, here's the thing, though. It's like if you are owning your creative abilities and you're owning your success, that energy and confidence like fuels more of it to come, right? Absolutely. And it attracts more people into your sphere to either work with, collaborate with, like serve. And so that is just like more goodness going out into the world, right? And so I'm really committed to that. Like the shift in me over the summer is that I shifted from a lot of logical reasoning and like dicing out my decision making and hemming and hawing to like, oh my God, my intuition is really strong and it's guiding me and I'm going to pay attention to it and I'm going to make decisions from it and not look back. Mm-hmm. Like just trust it. Right. And so that's, what's been showing up in our business. Like we really like have a gut instinct about people or whatever. And there's a part of me that says, Oh, are we going to pay for this someday? If we don't analyze this a little bit more, <laughs> <laughs> the logic police is going to catch up oh, to us. Oh <laughs> my God. But I, you know, it's that full on trust that's made me ballsier than I think I was back in April. You know, I love about what you're modeling to people who are listening is I think sometimes as coaches or at least some coaches who are in certain like like, um, certain schools of thinking, it can be difficult for us to play with words like like intuition and like trusting your gut and and you know letting leading with that rather than like processes and and like models right and uh, I love that you are speaking about like trusting your intuition and 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 leading with that but in a way where it's also very very powerful and very ballsy right like intuition just doesn't mean like you're just like swaying with the wind or or whatever like so how do you how do you combine that like how do you you know privilege your intuition at the same time be very powerful and 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 have that like force of 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 action behind your choices Mm -hmm. such a great question 
we do our due diligence and we do our work. So yeah. we, you know, we have our team meetings where we're looking at, like we call it like, like we call it like a wisdom book, right? So we think about like, what have we learned from our clients? What are we learning from conversations in the field? And we catalog all that, right? And then we say, what are we grateful for? And we name it, but we're listing clients that we're working with and what, you know, what we're doing. And then we say, what's in the field? So who's in the pipeline? And we're touching through. So like every week, we're like actively going through the roster and we're, and we're like, what's the next touch point? So there's an action step for sure with every single thing, but there's also this energetic, like, we see you, you know, we're here to serve you. You're on our mind. And that intention gets held in the next email that we send or the whatever, you know, I would say we hold a really tight rein on um, outreach. So if we don't hear from someone, we don't sit there and say, have they forgotten us? Maybe they don't want to hire us. Maybe they don't want our service. We're back at them with an email like 24 hours later. Hi, <laughs> you know, um, so assuming you know, that of course they want to work with you. You probably just forgot. Let me remind just, you. We just assume that everybody wants to work with us. That's absolutely true. I love it. Everybody listen, write that down. Just assume everybody wants to work with you. And if they haven't paid you yet, it's because they like forgot or they need you to remind them. And they need you to keep believing that they want to buy because it's true. <laughs> and I think it's a felt sense. Like they, they feel that, you know, and, and um, yeah, it's your certainty. Like they're, they can sense your certainty. And that is another, that's something else that conveys the, the strength of your value. Mm-hmm. Like, like you exude this, I know I can help you. I am going to help you. So the other person's like, okay, I guess you're going to help me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and we are taking like white corporate men who may not necessarily be, cause that's a lot of, you know, um, the, the C teams that we're working with right now through like this entity visioning where we're saying, close your eyes, go inward. We're vision, you know, envisioning white where corporate men do that with you. They are doing that. With Is it so- just in the Bay area or do <laughs> Are they open to it everywhere? No, our clients are in Brooklyn. Our clients are in other parts of the country. Oh, and, wow. And they're, um, they're cross-cultural teams too, right? Like Eastern European and, and, so, and East Indian. And so wow. we're able to do that. And in 45 minutes, we can get them to see themselves as individuals separate from their company. So they're not like nose to the grindstone and in it, they can't see or smell anything. But it's like stepping back. And then they can see the, the entity and then you can see how everyone is seeing the business slightly differently, which gives more strategic information. And when we, we use that information to then develop a strategic plan. So it sounds like, it sounds like you guys are doing your due, due diligence. You guys have really strong systems and processes. You also happen to have strong intuition and energy work mm-hmm. undergirding it all. So it's not just, right? Like, like both parts are really strong. Right. Right. And I think I'm here on this podcast because I want to like promote the energy work. I think that it's a untapped tool in each of us that if we got over the woo-woo-ness of it, it's like a huge resource that could fuel transformation. That we're we're neglecting. I completely agree. And what I super duper love about everything you're saying is that first of all, I think you're doing a brilliant job promoting the energy, importance of energy, because what better proof do you need than the results that you've gotten in your business? And secondly, you know, I'm a really big believer, and I think you are too, of just, you know, really leaning into the woo 
for lack of a better word, and for the, into the spiritual, into the energetic, and having the sort of a real world like like work ethic and the the rigorous thinking and doing your homework and and putting in the work to back it up. And I think when you marry the two, that's like there's nothing more more powerful as a combination, mm-hmm. right? So we got to get rid of this, you know, this b- false binary of like, if you're a woo, you know, sensitive to energy type of person, then you're like, I don't know, you're, you're flaky. Or if you're super systems and, you know, like no sort of grind, you know, you know, due diligence, get the work done, then you're, you're, you're stiff and without flexibility. It's like mm-hmm. really need both. And I think this is a way where you balance the yin and the yang and the sort of, you know, receptive energy and, and the assertive energy of the universe, right? Like, I think mm-hmm. you're such a beautiful example of that. We call our company a business strategy and human transformation company. Ah, oh, so good. It's like right? leading the future. And if we can, if we can have that in all our businesses, like what coaching's after, what coaching, you know, symbolizes for me is like the alivening of people. Like how do we wake up from inside out and see Amen. our gifts and see ourselves, right, as whole and beautiful and people with gifts to give and then go figure out how to man- like put that into action in the world. But it's always energy first. It's the mm-hmm. alignment first, like seeing like you coming alive first and then radiating that out and translating that to action was whereas a lot for a lot of us the default thing that we tend to do is to do all of the action first and hope that it gets us to alignment right right right. <laughs> hope that it gets us to certainty gets us to belief it's the total opposite yeah and you know and to like you know even like simon sinek right with like your why in the golden yeah. circle love um, his work that, yeah, I love his work too. And like pair the, the the logical why with the felt why, right? Right. The oh, hold on. Slow down. I need to say okay. this again. Pair so Simon the- Sinek talks about the why, okay. right? Yeah. But then when your body confirms, so like mm. you can name something and your body's like the compass. When we always talk about your internal compass, it really is in a way that it will give you confirmation. Like you are like a human tuning fork. Right. And if you, and you'll know when something's right for you, you'll know whether you're talking about your own truth or not, or whether it's masked by other people's voices or other people's expectations. So how, how, and when do we give ourselves the chance to like hear and feel and live by our own truth? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I think that that's a lot of what coaching is about is like getting people to slow down and feel themselves and to um name their truth and and you're you're giving me like 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 goosebumps because you're like speaking right out of my joyful marketing program (laughs) Uh awesome yeah awesome i think i i i say that like all marketing is like truth telling right you just Mm -hmm. tell the truth about yourself and the the, of course step number one is you got to get in touch with your truth first Mm-hmm. I think yeah. life coaches, so many of us, we know that and we feel so strongly about that in our general life and in terms of helping people. But when it comes to marketing and doing business and selling, we forget that it works the same way. Like you have to feel the truth of your marketing and your selling and that, that alignment, it has to radiate out. Mm-hmm. so good yeah and and to write and talk and speak from a place of like what really what do you really care about you know and and totally. the love and the service behind it so we yeah 
Let me ask you, if somebody's listening, if a coach is listening and thinking that this all sounds really fascinating and can, I don't know exactly how to do that, mm. could you guide us through or tell us about a practice or something that somebody can do to get into that energetic alignment before they go out and do a consult, before they go out and write copy or, or write emails? Mm. What can they do to turn in and find the inner tuning fork and get that ring before they get mm-hmm. start? taking action? Um, I think to get quiet, right? Like some people resist getting still because they're not wired that way, they think. But to um, get quiet and and the process of that is like to connect your breath and just to to let your body feel the rhythm of your breath. And then what I do is I send my breath up into my brain and I imagine that my breath is capturing all the thoughts and the swirling energy that's in my brain and in my mind and, and just saying hello, hello to my brain and I acknowledge that you're here and I know that you're working so hard to work on my behalf and then, um, but we're going to all work together today, like head, heart, brain, gut. And, and then I bring the, it down to my voice. I bring my breath down to, to behind my voice and I acknowledge my voice and say, I appreciate whatever's going to show up. It's going to show up. I have no idea, but I invite that. And I just work my way down my body into the heart, heart chakra and then behind my belly. Wait, do the whole thing now so they can learn. <laughs> and then, and so I go down behind my voice and I invite it. And there's like a channel of space from your spinal cord to like your front body. And so like between my spinal cord and my heart, I kind of bring my breath down behind there and I pause, you know, I slow down my talking. I slow down my breathing and I let my breath circulate around my heart and say, you know, whatever shows up here today is good. I, we're all working together. And then I take my breath back into that channel and behind my ribs and I go down into my belly and I notice where there's any clenching or tightness and maybe it's already softening already. And I let my breath kind of meet my belly and say, ah, like you work so hard to protect me. And when you're tight, you're giving me signals that something is to be paid attention to. But right now, I'm inviting you to soften and to relax, to come into neutral. And then I bring my breath down behind and lower down and connect with where I'm seated, where my sit bones are, my pelvic floor. And I invite like, basically an opening up through my pelvic floor into like my pelvic bowl, like where my bones are holding space. And in that space, I imagine like just below my belly, there's like a water line. And I imagine a leaf falling from a tree and gently landing on top of the water line. Then I imagine the leaf going through the water and then gently settling down to the very bottom of the bowl. And then I just bring my awareness to that place, the very depth of like my creative energy, my inner wisdom. And if I've noticed that my breath is jagged or not really deep, I reconnect it again. I go back up to my mind and I go down the channel and I go down behind my organs and down back to see and sense where the leaf is. And from this place, 
a deeper sense of calm. I ask myself about my business or maybe it's copy or whatever it is I'm working on, like what needs to happen next to make it better? Or what needs to happen next for me to write a really authentic and truthful blog post? What needs to happen next for me to sign the client that I'm meeting with at one o'clock today? What needs to happen next to take my business to the next level? And put a dollar amount on it because then it's concrete. So from the stillness, when you're ready to create, you come back and gently open your eyes and come to presence. And it's not even that your brain has specific things that you're working on, but then it's like letting whatever ideas do flow out and to harvest them from there, right? To like let the juicy flow of the ideas of what you feel like creating, what your dreams are related to all of this. This is where I sit in front of the computer and then I'm just typing at this point, like whatever's coming I'm out. totally high right now. Hi, off of that meditation. Awesome. <laughs> this might be a podcast first. <laughs> that Always was amazing. You. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. You're welcome, Simone. Freaking amazing. That is everything. It's what a gift. Hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. You go to this place and then you, you're going to get all of your questions answered by your own inner wisdom. You're going to know exactly what to do next. You're going to get so much clarity. I just feel like I've had all of my launch stress met, like melt off of my body. It's so fabulous. <laughs> wow, that is some potent magic. Thank you so much, Wendy. You're welcome. Thank you so much. I, yeah, I want to let people know, like who, like, who are you taking as clients? Like, who is eligible to work with you and how can they find you? So Christine and I are each taking four clients for the next year. We're each going to uh, work with four individuals um, to, to help them launch their businesses in the same way that we've launched ours. So oh. for $25,000 a person, we work with you for a year. Awesome. Um, and then our, our website is intunecollective.com. Yeah. And put um, that in the show notes. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. And I, you know, um, I'm in your groups. I'm happy to answer questions. You know, I will be showing up in, uh, in fearless. Well, no. (gasps) Joyful marketing. Yes. We're going to be hanging out. Wendy and I are going to continue to hang out. Joyful marketing. We'll see you in joyful marketing. So good. Okay. Thank you again for being here. That was like such a gift. And I am sure that you are just getting warmed up. That was your that was your starter house. <laughs> we'll see what's next. Stay tuned. All right. Hey, if you want a shot of fresh inspiration and actionable tips to improve your marketing every single week in your inbox, you better get on my email list. Sign up to receive my free ebook called 20 Unsolicited Copy Tips. It's been known to get people to come out of the woodwork and ask to work with you. So get on that link in the show notes and I'll see you in your inbox next time.